Well, welcome to the Christian Contrast Podcast, where we talk about how living for Jesus leads us to live differently than the world around us. And we've got Dan and Garrett with you as usual, and joined by our illustrious lead pastor, Gary Aloysius Keith. <laughs> Aloysius! <laughs> I'm inventing a middle name for you. Just go with it. I will. <laughs> uh, so we are really excited because this Sunday is our first in-person church services uh, that we're going to have for in, in the past three months. We, we are back June 21st, our in-person services. Hopefully, if you're listening to this or, or watching this, you've got the email about it. Um, if you haven't got the email about it, you can just go to our website, uh, lbf.church, and you can sign up right there. Um, there's... There's a couple of purposes for us getting together to do this episode of the podcast. Um, one is just to sort of get behind the curtain a little bit and, and just share. Um, we, we know the prayer and the thought and the wranglings and the questions that have gone into this. Um, but for the average churchgoer, they might just think there's snap decisions being made. So just kind of letting people behind the curtain. Um, and then also hopefully answering some frequently asked questions as we continue to get ready so that people can know a lot about what to expect. Um, so here's what I, I thought we could do to start. How about we just each take a moment and talk about what it is that we are looking forward to, um, a couple things that we're looking forward to as we get to gather again on Sunday. Um, so Garrett, you want to start yeah, us off well, on that? Let me start us on that. Yeah. People who know me know that I am a people person. And I'm a, I'd like to have relationship and friendship with people. I have really missed Sunday morning because this, to me, Sunday morning when we gather, and even the prep time before, I mean, meeting people out in, outside in the, in the lawn and other areas, that is a, a strong source of encouragement and connection with people. And so, you know, this has felt like I've been in a drought of some sort with not being able to to see people, and I'm a, I like to touch people on the shoulder. I know, Dan, yesterday we were in the, in the worship center, and I just kind of, I, I said, I'm looking forward to this, and sh- put my hand on your shoulder. Gary, and, don't tell them. Don't oh. tell them. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, I touched you, you know, kind of thing. But uh, this is what I'm looking forward to. And uh, it's been a difficult past uh, few months just on me personally uh, because of that nature of who I am. So, I'm looking forward to seeing some faces, and I'm looking forward to gathering and having some connection points, discussion, even if they are six feet apart. Uh, still looking forward to be able to talk with people. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to connecting with people. I love the energy on Sunday morning. Uh, there's just a lot of excitement uh, to be there, and to, uh, Sunday's a big day for us. But I, I love worshiping. I, I love um, just corporate worship. Um, you know, it's been fun to worship online with my family, but it's not the same when you get uh, everybody in a room together of different backgrounds and coming to the church for a different amount of time and um, putting all those things aside and just giving God glory. Uh, it just it just really touches my heart and it becomes my most significant connection point with God. And because that's not there, it's it's been, you know, kind of a challenge to, to um, you know, on, on my own end, kind of spiritually recreate that connection point through Bible reading and, and worshiping, you know, on, on YouTube in my living room. Uh, <laughs> but to bring that connection point back in every week that I can worship uh, God together as a church, um, I think will just help me feel even closer to God and, uh, and reignite that connection. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I share a lot of similar things from, from what you guys shared. Like I, even as an introvert, 
One of my favorite things about Sunday morning is between the services, just being outside. Yeah. And I, I feel like that it, it's exciting because there's always new people that I meet or people that are at least new to me who come up and introduce themselves. But it's like, I, I feel like I could, I could predict pretty well on the average Sunday. I'm like, before first service, I'm going to talk to Jim Donahue. I'm going to ask him how he's doing, and he's going to say better than I deserve. <laughs> it's, it's just something I look forward to it every time. Between first and second service, I'm going to go over and talk to Fernando Vargas and Don O'Connell, and we're all three going to make fun of each other and laugh and have a great time. Um, that there's people's kids that I'm going to get to see and hype up. Like, those are all things that I long for. And so even coming back and knowing that, that it's not going to be 100% that, we are coming back with limitations because we're still trying to be sensitive to, to keeping the distance and all that. Um, just that interaction where we experience the, the normal things of life together as a church family. It's like we, we all have families, and sometimes you have kind of formal family time where you're doing something. But a lot of the greatest family memories are when you're just sort of together doing the things of normal life. So I look forward to that, even in a, you know, maybe a limited sense. And then for me, the other thing, and this relates to what you were saying, Garrett, um, I, I am profoundly grateful for what we've been able to do on YouTube and online. And, you know, Garrett, you and, and Ryan have really been MVPs during this time. You guys have helped us do stuff that I don't know that we realized we could do. And, and so I, I'm grateful for that. Um, but man, there's something powerful about the shared experience of, of all being in a room when something happens. And, um, and it's like, hey, you know, you can take a, a truth from a sermon in your home the same way that you can, you know, when, when we're all gathered together. But there is something about experiencing the work of God in community. And sometimes, sometimes it's as simple as like something funny will happen in a service. And the fact that we were all there for it together, there's this sense of shared experience that bonds us more deeply. Sometimes really, and, and this, is, this is one of the most powerful things I feel like I experience. sometimes there's a, a moment of worship where you can just sense like God is doing something even over and above the norm right now. And it's not just in me, it's in this room. You can tell by the way people are responding. You can tell by the hands going up. You can tell there's, there's real work of God happening. Or I'll look, at, you know, I want to say more names, but I won't. But there's a couple people that I'm often near during the music time. And when I look over to my right and I see their worship, and I know the, the pain and the trials in their lives, um, even just talking about it now almost moves me to tears because it's so powerful and it reminds me of God's faithfulness. So one of the things that I'm just excited about is I'm like, I don't know what it is. Some, some number of things are going to happen on Sunday that are going to be shared experiences of God's work. And we're all going to be there and we're all going to experience it at the same time. And that just gets me really excited. Even if I have to wear a mask and, and you know, not give people hugs like I'm going to want to. Um, I'm, I, I'm excited about it, you know, as, as hopefully you can hear. And we know, you know, Gary, this is something I think you've done a really good job of talking about in the videos that you've put out. Um, but we're talking about this. We're, we're trying to do this very much in the spirit of recognizing different church members are going to be at different places. Yeah. For us, we're super excited about this. For other people, they're going to feel not ready to, for this. Um, you want to just speak to that a little bit in the spirit that we're trying to conduct ourselves in? 
Yeah, you know, I think that um, we know there's an opportunity uh, for us to gather. Um, restrictions have been lifted and restrictions have been placed on us specifically about what it looks like to gather. And I think we want to be really um, kind of honor what it means to gather as God's people and try our best to, to offer something. You know, I think when this first started, you know, we didn't know that the specific numbers, maybe it was going to be outside. And then we were like, it's summer. How are we possibly going to worship outside at 1030 and it's 90 degrees? And so, you know, we've tried our best to really accommodate what it looks like to get together. And that includes looking at the state guidelines, the ones that were given in early May specifically for churches, kind of hoping that at this point, maybe it would be, uh, there'd be additional uh, restrictions list lifted and we could worship in more of a, a holistic way, but those are still in place. But, you know, like you said, it, this is not a decision that we made quickly. Uh, this is um, in some senses, deeply technical to, to figure out chairs and cleaning and, and as we talked about in the email and video, we're still doing the online service. So for the first time, uh, we'll be doing an online service specifically recorded for the weekend and then also creating a, a, a Sunday morning gathering. And so there's been a lot of thought and a lot of prayer really to do the best that we can to offer um, an opportunity to worship God. And something we'll talk about a little bit later is what does it feel like for us to, to come to church with restrictions? But um, in some sense, there, there's always uh, things that uh, we can't fully express worship in the way that we might want to or, or feel things infringing on our preferences, whether it's a five-minute drive to church or a 15-minute drive to church, or whether the, the kids are, are wearing what you wanted to wear, or whether or not they're feeling ready to go to church. There's always something that's gonna, that we might uh, fall back to and say, today I'm not able to connect to God uh, the way that I want to. But whenever I think about that, man, I, I fully... Uh, really connected with all the scriptures that talk about giving God glory, even though there's trials. And, and in some sense, maybe it, it's uh, uh, not fully realized, but I feel connected to those that have had to worship God in less than ideal circumstances, that have had to worship God under persecution, um, in, in foreign places that they don't feel comfortable, and even, you know, um, worshiping God when their own personal safety was was put on the line. So I think if we really think about our heart that this is really about coming to worship God, not necessarily about what we'd like, what would be the ideal place, a way to come back. Um, hopefully we can still connect with the Holy spirit and connect with others. Yeah. Yeah. Can I add something to that too, as well? I would just say that when this thing first started, my whole focus was on, well, what are we being told to do? Why can't we do? And, and struggling with my own attitude in the midst of that, where I'm at today, is just simply this. There's a real virus out there, and we are doing things that are not what we've done in the past. This is all new. We've been blessed in the years past to have freedoms to worship and do what we want to do. And, and, and so we're now in a time where, with this real virus, it's really challenged me and my heart to go from, oh, look what they're telling us we can and can't do, to what does my heart of love say I should be doing so I care for my brother and sister in the Lord, and I care for other people. I remember, you know, first time I went into, into Lowe's with, with a mask on, and I hated putting it on. I don't really like it. But I started walking around, and I saw everyone had these masks on, and I go, I need to do this not just for the, my sake, but for the sake of other people. And I think even though the conditions will be a little bit different, my heart says, 
can we gather with with the understanding that we can still love each other, care for each other, let's let's make others priority than us. And this has been kind of a heart change for me over these three months, and this is where I'm at today. I look forward to gathering together, and in the, in the, in the conditions become to me less critical because I have the opportunity to be together. We have to accept the fact it's not going to be the same for a while, and that some people with a very real virus don't feel safe to come. So we'll provide support and care. But for those of us who can, let's love one another and let's do what's necessary for, for an hour when we're together inside a building to really experience what you talked about, Dan, the, uh, the unexpected. What is God doing? What is going to be that moment? How is God going to use however we gather together in a smaller setting? We'll still have music. We're going to have message. We're going to have hosting time. And yes, there will be a mask on for an hour while you're wearing it inside for the sake of other people for recycled air and all the things they're telling us. But we still get to worship together. So my heart is saying, boy, I hope we can get together and just love each other in tangible ways as we love the Lord. Yeah. And it it was funny the other day, because I'm like, yeah, I mean, probably like most of us, like I I don't like the mask thing, you know, like (laughs) just like all of us, it's it's frustrating. It feels constricting, you know, all of that. But just the other day, and, and I can't even remember now what the stores were, because I'm not in a lot of stores these days, but there's one day where in pretty quick succession, I went into two different stores. Um, and I had my mask with me, and I was, I was walking up to the door. I, I always look at the doors to see if they're requiring masks, and the place wasn't requiring masks. And so I kind of had it in my hand and walked in, um, and the workers there were wearing masks. None of the other customers were wearing masks. And I thought, oh, okay. And I just kind of held it in my hand. Um, the next store that I walked into had the same thing, had the mask right by me, walked in, all the workers were wearing masks, all of the customers in line were wearing masks, and nobody, nobody was mean to me, but they all just kind of looked at me, waited a second, went on, and I grabbed my mask and I put it on, because it was just, it was crystal clear. In the first store, putting on my mask was not important to the people. In the second store, putting on my mask was important to the people, and so I think like you're saying, it, it is an opportunity for us to defer to one another and show love to one another, just recognizing that it, even for, for any of us, I know people are all over the board, that there are people at our church that feel like the, net, the, the masks are absolutely not necessary. Yeah. We're not here to even try to convince you otherwise, yeah. but to say, even if you think they're unnecessary, it clearly is meaningful and clearly does set some other people at ease. And it's not a massive thing for us to ask. It's like you said, you know, it, it does strike me where you were saying, Karen, I'm like, but there's a lot of talk about privilege in our country. And it just is a reminder in general of the privileges we experience in general in the United States. And then the privileges specifically we've experienced as Christians in the United States. The fact that this is so hard for us probably speaks more to our own sort of high expectations for comfort. than it does to the actual oppressive standards that we need to have that we're just, we're so used to no restrictions and man that, you know, the soap dispensers better be working great and the automatic toilet better be flushing itself. And, you know, the air conditioning better be right at the right setting that, that we're just, we're not used to this in general. And so I think God is probably, it seems hard to believe that one of the things that God is doing isn't to, break us of our absolute dependence on comfort and get us out of that mode. So uh, I don't know if that's a good sell, but come to church on Sunday so you, that you get broken of comfort. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's great. We're just gonna I just been asking myself over and over again, um, what does love require of me? I mean, Jesus gave us this one command, and it, it applies whether we're talking about face mask or walking in the community or wherever we're at. How can I be an ambassador for Jesus in this very tough, uncertain situation that affects not just people who are part of LBF church family, but our entire community and my family and all these things that go on? And so that, that's a good question. I just keep that in my head. What is love requiring for me in this moment? And God, would you lead me in how I can love other people and do it even if it's uncomfortable to me? Uh, that's a great question for all that's of us. Good. To ask. Yeah. I've got uh, I've got a couple of questions we can that's go right. through. You've collected yeah. some questions. Yeah, questions people might be having about the reopening, and I thought I could shoot them out to you guys and let me know what you think. We are uh, the first one is about masks, so we're we're asking everyone to wear masks, especially when they come indoors. So does that mean that we have to wear masks uh, while we're singing? Well, why we're indoors? If we're singing indoors, the answer would be yes would be yes. And I know it's going to, I've never sung with a mask on. I'm going to probably practice it before I come on Sunday, kind of see what that's about. But it is, that's, it, it's going to be a challenging situation. But I think even in our expression of singing, we will be able to enter into worship much better, whether we have a mask on or not, as we sing. So I want to encourage people to sing and leave their mask on for that hour. Yeah. And I know this is, you know, just in talking about a little behind the curtain, this is one, Gary, it's like, this one was one we really wrestled with because, yeah. because we're very sympathetic. It's like nobody wants to wear a mask while they're singing. Um, but because of the fact that it's sort of like if you're going to wear a mask for anything, this is sort of one of the things that it would be wise to wear a mask for. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, it is, it is one of those things where it's, it's difficult and it's, you know, limiting. And at the same time, it is just one of those things that we're saying, you know, we're trying to figure this out. We're prayerfully approaching it. We're probably erring a little bit more on the cautious side, although there's lots, you know, the, the bulk of the churches that I know about are doing what we're doing and, and having people wear masks inside. Um, we're trying to figure this out along the way. If something happens that makes us think that we, we feel free to move forward without them, we would do that. Um, but yeah, that, that's what we'll be dealing with on Sundays with the, with the whole inside time, including the singing time. You see, I think, I think the mask issue is complicated because, first of all, it's, it's obtrusive to us and we have to wear something. But second of all, as we listen to the different public officials and authorities, there's just been hit and miss with masks. I mean, it's like one day it's super important, the next day it's not. And so when it's not important, we go, oh, I want to believe that because that feels better. But it, I get the confusion. And I, Jan, Dan, I think you said it well when you say we may be a little overcautious right now but we don't know for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, I read an article just recently about what Japan is doing. They wear, they wear masks just for pollution issues in the country. And they're seeing a whole different lower infection rate because they're just used to wearing masks. Now it's not just about masks, but that has to be a contributing factor. So when we gather in church on Sunday, um, we got a hundred people gathering and uh, let us care for one another, and see what God does in our midst, even with masks on. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to a, what God, how he's going to surprise me on this Sunday when I'm just doing something that's totally uncomfortable and out of the ordinary. Sure. All right, what else you got for yeah. us? Uh, a couple questions about what is open and what is not. We've got questions about the coffee house, the cry room, uh, all the restrooms around campus. Uh, specifically, what is open for people to enter in and what is closed? 
Yeah, I think the key answer to that is the, the cry room will be open and the restrooms will be open, but we want while you're in there to maintain social distancing because um, that seems to be something that has consistently been a help to not spread the virus. So, however, whatever that distance is, and, and uh, that would be good. So, yes, the cry room will be open. You'll be able to hear the message. You'll be able to see through the, I mean, the, all that goes on and see the actual stage. And restrooms, they're going to be open. But I probably need to keep an idea of how many people are in there. You know, suggestions have been, well, have no more than two in the restroom at a time because they're small, little enclosed areas. So we're not going to have monitors there saying, hey, we got two in, you can't come in. We're just going to have a sign that says, let us just remind you. We're going to treat people like adults and say, just be aware of this and be care careful of your, of your fellow churchgoer. And the coffee house, though, and the donuts, uh, we're not going to open those right now. The whole issue of serving food and, and all the things, uh, it's not in our wheelhouse right now to do. Does that answer all of them or did I miss one? Anybody you want to add anything to that, Dan? Uh, no, I, I think you covered that well. It, it is the whole thing where it's like, you know, it's going to be different um, for a while. And this may just be, I know one of the things you said um, in the video you did, Gary, was just every week we're going to be talking about this as yep. a staff, which we have been for a long time. Every week we're going to be reassessing after this Sunday. Who knows what we'll learn this Sunday when yep. we gather? Probably a lot yep. that we'll come back and talk about and try to figure out for the future. So we're, we're trying to figure this out. And, and for anybody listening, um, I hope you can just hear our, our hearts in this of saying, we, we are not coming out with this plan um, claiming that this is clearly the right way for any church to do this. But this has been thought through and prayed through, and we're more than happy to adjust as we continue to get more information and figure out how to do this. Um, and so just as we're all trying to be flexible with what's going on, just ask for our church members um, please believe that these are decisions that come through prayer and thought and discussion and even sometimes arguments back and forth and trying to get to the best answer. Um, and then that all of us would be willing to defer, to be flexible, to think about others and how it's impacting them, and just to be patient as we continue to figure this out. Good word, Dan. I love what you said. Good word. That's great. Um, Couple of families say since Disneyland is closed, they're hoping the shuttle is open because their kids love to ride the shuttle with no seatbelt. So I don't know if we have an update for them. Well, you know, with with a hundred people on the campus at a time, we won't be having a parking issue uh, with too many cars and not enough spots. So we're not going to be opening the shuttle uh, immediately. Uh, probably not until there's a need. Would be my take. There's also all sorts of sanitation things that we would want to put into place for each service, and we haven't figured any of that out yet and how best to do that in an in a expeditious way like we have for the worship center. So no need yet from what we can see, uh, except people, I know their kids love that, and you can still get coupons for donuts with DT Donuts if you text to a donut to our to our texting number. So that's you can still have the donuts after you leave church, but uh, the shuttles are not going to be operating for a while. Yeah. Uh, last question. Um, so, do we have to exit, uh, go home right after the service we attend? Can we stay and mingle? Um, can kids play on the lawn, uh, or are we hoping people? Um, you know, exit so we can clean the campus. Uh, I'm jumping in on these, but uh, it's up to you whether you want to stay and mingle or not. 
again, you know, we, we've kind of been ingrained with this social distancing type of thing. Outdoors, we're not asking you to wear masks. So once the service is over, it's up to you whether you want to, whatever your safety level is that you want to do personally, that's up to you. I think social distancing is, or physical distancing, some call it, is really the key thing. And so if you guys want to hang out for a while and talk with somebody, and I'm sure I, you're going to want to, I know I'm going to want to do that too. It's up to you guys. And if you want your kids to run around on the grass, that's up to you. Um, that take up whatever you want to feel comfortable with as a parent to do. Yeah. And I, and I think part of it, even built into your question, Garrett, it is going to help us for people to live, leave the worship center um, yeah. because there is some turnaround cleaning and preparation that we're going to do between services, which, you know, in some ways it's not new. It, it used to be something that we do on a small scale, pick up coffee cups that were left on the <clears> ground, but there's more involved with it now. So it is going to help if people kind of in a relatively timely manner, go ahead and head outside um, but just as you were saying, Gary, we don't have this shuttle going because we don't have a parking issue. And because of our limited capacity, I know one of the things we always wrestled with is we're like, well, we want people to stay around and talk. And at the same time, when they stay around and talk, it makes it harder for the next service. We don't need to worry about any of that. We're all fine. And so I, I just, I, it is one of the things that I look forward to of just seeing people hang out and say, oh gosh, I haven't seen you in a while. So I look forward to that. I hope that there are some families that come, even though we don't have the life kids going. I always love when kids are in the service. So I, I love the thought of that and love the thought of some kids running around and parents desperately trying to get them to social distance and watching that circus unfold. Um, I don't know if that's mean of me, but I, I just, I love the thought of that kind of energy on our campus. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. People can definitely ask questions in the yeah. comments below and uh, we'll take a look at it and, and try our best to answer everyone's questions. Yeah. And then, and yeah, a lot of it probably will just be a lot of us just having grace and patience with each other and just believing the best um, about each other, which, you know, goes back to scripture. Um, the, the whole idea of Romans. I, in fact, I, I encourage you before you come on Sunday, if you're listening to this, before you come on Sunday, um, read Romans chapter 14 and the first part of Romans chapter 15. Like if you read from 14.1 to about 15.13, um, it will not be hard for you to see how that passage is incredibly applicable. It's about when Christians disagree on debatable matters and the way that we're supposed to treat each other. And not condemning those that are feeling like they have a little bit more liberty and not despising those that feel like they have a little bit less liberty. And to me, it's, it's been one of the most relevant passages to how we treat one another during this season of time. Um, and maybe that, that's a good transition to how I'd like for us to, um, to, to do the last part of this discussion is just to say, I know, you know, all of our elders, all of our staff, probably many of our church members um, have been in prayer about how God is at work in our church, uh, not just with the reopening, but just what is it that God has for us during this really strange season. So let, let's just kind of go around and each of us can share um, one or just some of the prayers that we have for the way that we're hoping that God works in our church um, through the reopening, but also just through this really strange season. Yeah, I'll start. I mean, I really pray that, that we do learn something from this. Something that, we, that we've touched on a little bit is that through this, this, just this change and this transition, and maybe it's uncomfortable, there is a spiritual connection with God and the Holy Spirit because they have an opportunity to overcome something and to change something in our heart. Um, 
I'll never forget uh, a couple of years ago, I, I was uh, visiting an university gathering at Cal State Fullerton, and there was a, they were leading worship, and they sang a song in English, and then they sang a song in Spanish, which I barely know, but I'd done, <laughs> even our church I was in, maybe every couple of months we'd sing a song in Spanish. And then they sang a song in Mandarin. And the words were up there in Mandarin. And I had a clear connection of like, this is not normal for me to worship like this. But I connected with God in a way like never before, because it made me think about all the millions of people who aren't like me, still worship God, and, still, and God still connects with them. And it was a song that I knew, like, you know, the actual music, but not a song that I, not, I didn't know Mandarin. But, but I didn't let that, I tried not to let that um, get in the way, in the way that I connect with God, but instead use it as an opportunity to connect even deeper. And my prayer is that people would take the feelings that they have, whether it's uncomfortable, um, whether it's uh, maybe even some frustration and maybe even some anger and give that to God and say, God, these are in my heart. I know they probably shouldn't when it comes to attending church and worshiping you, uh, work on me, revealing me uh, areas that I need to give over to you and, and, and still uh, connect with you and still worship in you. So my prayer is that, uh, that through this time, no matter how long it is, is that we have a deeper connection with God and we have a deeper meaning of what it means uh, to be a part of the body and what it means to, to come together and worship God no matter the circumstances. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, I would probably say, Dan, something similar. You know, I've been personally trying to ask God, what are you doing in me through this time? Because I don't think we humans are really, we do not do well in living in uncertainty. We like certain stuff. We like to know what's coming next. And when we live in this uncertainty or this kind of ping, this kind of up and down kind of thing with this whole, as, as, our, as our people are trying to figure out what is this virus, how does it affect us, it has pointed me, uh, and maybe I'm saying the same thing you are, Garrett, only a little different, is that it, it's pointed me to learn deeper ways to trust in God and allow him to uh, have the control of my heart and my life in these uncertain times and learn how to live in some uncertainty or even in this disruptive time that we are in. Um, you know, a couple of things come to mind right away. I did, I did a quick little uh, video. It's been a while now on a devotion about a song called Great Is Thy Faithfulness. And I went back to Lamentations chapter three. And I think that is something that I've just kind of claimed as God. God, great is your faithfulness to us. Your mercies are new every morning, even though we don't know what that morning holds. Great are you for us. And, and, he, and the verses talk about one of the things about Jesus and his, his provision for us through his death on the cross. But we have the Holy Spirit in us. And this deeper connection with God is really essential. And I remember when I, this last week, I, I talked to the men in the Wednesday night Bible study. And I, I brought a very familiar passage out of John 15. And if you've ever read John chapter 15, you know, Jesus talking to his disciples and he's basically got two messages. One is abide in me, stay close to me, stay connected to me, remain in me. And that's where your hope will be, not in the, in the times that are around us. And the second thing in verses 12 through 17 is just quickly abound in my love. I've said it to you all the way back in chapter 13. I'm saying it to you now in chapter 15. Love one another. 
So I hope that God grows us as a church. And as we get back together in trusting him and in seeing his faithfulness to us, even in these disruptive times, and learning to control him, or not to control him, learning to be, let him be in control when there's uncertainty in our life, which is the way we've been living. And then to, let's take new effort to abide in him, to trust in him, to walk in him, and to love others. I, I think those seem very basic and very foundational to our faith, but I think they're more important than ever before. And that's what I hope for for our church. And that's awesome. Um, yeah, I'll just add, I mean, the, those things you guys uh, are saying have been prayers for myself and for my family and for our church. Um, just I know one of the things that struck a lot of us when we started doing the online church thing and weren't able to gather is just it was an opportunity to be reminded that the church is not a building. Mm-hmm. And I think like that, that's always a great thing for all right, the church is not a building. The church is the people of God, the flock the bride, the body of Christ. So, so it gave us a chance to remember that. And I think even within that, well, one of the opportunities, if, if we take that next step, it's, it's, it's a good step to say, wait a second, God is hearing my prayers and my singing and God is speaking to me through his word just as much if I'm, if I'm sitting at home, like he's, he's still present there. But I think maybe the next step after that is to be reminded the church is a people and as a people, we have a mission. And our mission is not to make sure that we can gather in a place and sing the songs that most make me happy, hear a message that most speaks to my most pressing felt needs, and uh, is in an environment that is most aesthetically pleasing to me. That is not the mission of the church. The mission of the church is the Great Commission. It is to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that Jesus has commanded us. And so when we think about this, it's an opportunity for us to think, gosh, well, I'm, I'm frustrated that I can't go to my small group Bible study or frustrated that I can't do this. But even more to say, as we start to move towards greater sort of freedom and movement, to say, what are the opportunities that I want to maximize now not just for the gathering of the church, but for the mission of the church. And I think, man, if if we can take that step and if God leads us as Life Bible Fellowship Church through this, and we end up being more in tune with the fact that we are on a mission from Jesus, um, who who's to say what great things could come from this? Um, I, I don't know. It's hard to say we would ever come back to a point of being like, I'm glad this happened because none of us are going to be glad for the, the horrible results of this. But man, it would not be the first time that God brought an amazing, great good that never would have come without really horrible surrounding circumstances. So we, we know he's at work and I look forward to us being more in tune with our mission. Well, Dan, let me ask you, I know that you're starting a new series this coming week. Would you mind giving us a little clue on, I mean, it's going to come in a couple of days. you got a three-week series plan. You're leaving Samuel yeah. for a little bit. Tell us what we can expect and how yeah. that might fit into the, what, our, what our hope is. No, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Uh, yeah, so we are taking a three-week break from 1 Samuel. We're going to be back there soon. I've, I've loved going through that story and feel like it's very relevant to our world right now. But we're going to take a three-week break just because we kind of wanted to mark the fact that this is a new stage for our church, even though not everybody will be regathering. So it'll be the same message both in the online service and in the live service uh, or the in-person service. And it's a three-week series called Finally Free. And almost playing a little bit with the idea of like, finally, we're free to come back and meet again. But in a greater sense saying, 
The freedom that Jesus gives us through the gospel is much more profound than any freedom that we're longing for right now. And it also relates to what I believe are three things that are probably near the center of, of messages that God has for us as his church. Freedom from living in slavery to fear, freedom from the burden of pride, and freedom from selfishness so that we can love one another. And those are the three weeks. Free from fear, free from pride, free to love. And God willing, it'll be a chance for us to look at the profound freedom that Jesus has given us and also to take in where we're going to be actually encouraging people to pray through these themes each week, to take a day and even fast to really seek the Lord on the themes of fear and pride and love. Um, and God willing that we can come through these three weeks as individuals and as a church, kind of having this sense of togetherness, like we feel like God's speaking to us in these three areas and we want to move forward in greater freedom from fear, greater freedom from the pride that tears us apart, and greater freedom because of the love that we've received to love one another in ways that, that are sacrificial, that we are happy to sacrifice for the good of people that God loves dearly. Um, so yeah, so thanks for teeing me up on that. Really <laughs> excited about this. Um, I, God willing, it will be really timely and helpful. So let me tee uh, Garrett up on something. Garrett, you had us think through a, a theme, you know, we've been doing these LBF dailies several times throughout the week, and I know that we're refocusing some of those dailies a uh, couple of times a week to connect with additional thoughts about these three sessions. Do you want to add anything to that or how people can connect with those da LBF dailies if they haven't? Yeah, I mean, I would love for people to follow us on social media. Uh, the LBF dailies drop both on Facebook and on Instagram, as well as on YouTube. and. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's a great place to, to connect with the message um, after Sunday. And so we're, we're possibly even doing some podcasts like this to connect in for a couple of reasons. One, it's just, I love dialogue. I, we, we take these things that Dan teaches and there's such good wisdom and there's so many great ways to apply it practically. Uh, but I love to get into to what people, how it affected people, what questions they might have, how they're applying it to their life. And so not only do we just want to put out content, we love to encourage um, conversation. And something that's happening uh, uniquely in this time is that there's both going to be a Sunday gathering and an online gathering. And we want people to be able to uh, interact with the, the messages and the word um, online, no matter how they attend. So they may have watched it online, uh, they may have watched it in person, but there's an opportunity online to watch another message from a pastor or to watch a podcast and to dialogue about it. So we can feel even more connected no matter how we're able to attend church right now. We're still part of the same body in the same community, and there's still opportunities to connect um, over the teaching online. Thank you, Garrett. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Garrett, maybe, maybe before we close off this podcast, any, we want to give you as, as our illustrious leader the final word here. A anything that you would just like to say as, as just kind of a message to our congregation as we get ready for Sunday? Um, I just want to say um, how wonderfully grateful I am to technology who has carried us through this particular season of time and has kept us connected at some measure. It, it has been different. And I also have just been so thankful for the many emails of support that have come um, these have been challenging times, and I want you to know as we've been living through this, it's, uh, we've been working as a team uh, along with the elder board. 
And so as, as you make your own independent decision about whether it's time to come or you need to wait, I want to, we want to support that as a, as a LBF church staff and elder board and believe that uh, we are going to do all we can to keep us meeting together and connected and look forward to that day when COVID is behind us in some way and we can be back and, and all of us come together again. And until that day, you have a commitment from us to do our best to, to move us forward with our mission of passionately pursuing life in Jesus. So thank you for being part of this church family and for the love you've shared with us. And we look forward to the future together. Awesome. Well, well, thanks guys. I loved this. That thanks to anybody watching or listening. Hope that you found this really helpful and, and upbuilding. Um, and as Garrett mentioned earlier, that this is not the only time we do this. We have other podcasts and you can download them on YouTube uh, or you can watch them on YouTube. You can download them on iTunes. Um, and also, as Garrett mentioned, there, there may be questions or thoughts that have come up. Feel free to post those in the comment section, and we'll be happy to, to try to get back to those and just help everybody have as much information as possible and uh, know what's going on. So thanks, guys, and we'll look forward to the next time that we're all together. Thank you, Dan. Bye.